Hi, this is Victor. So there's a glitch um, in the beginning of the show. No big deal, but we just want to let you know. All right. Thank you. Welcome to our show, Megasheen. This is Victor and Nick. Um, as I said before, we had a glitch. Um, well, the glitch was a little bit longer. So basically, what you're about to listen to is us discussing the fallout with Universal FanCon. We both were hurt by this because you we were looking so much forward to it. And as affiliates, we were, you know, just spreading the word about this show but when we found out how everything was falling apart and things wasn't making sense and people were not held accountable and how messy it got it was really disappointing so we talked a little bit about that for about about a minute or two um so what you're about to be introduced to is nick um continuing his thought um about what was happening um but um no fret, you didn't miss much, so we're going to go from there. Aaron is over $650,000 in the hole. I know they're not coming after me or you or any of the other affiliates that didn't have a, a hand in the financials. Yeah. And this is just, you know... Just because you have a, uh, a verified on Twitter or your followers are up, that doesn't mean much. Yeah. Especially now in the blurred community. Yeah. And, yeah, that was, again, I was highly disappointed in, um, I was highly disappointed that we saw this. But I, here, here are some things I just want to spit out there. My, I guess my my quick fire things I was just kind of disappointed with. I was disappointed with the fact that the black men who were in charge played the quintessential role of a black man, meaning the stereotypical black man of running away when things get hot or, or not being in account. Didn't even saying did not really take much of the heat. They left that to the, um, basically Jamie, she took all that heat. Um, and what did they do? Didn't do anything. Disappeared, ghosted, everything. So to me, they played a stereotype. And for some reason, I was triggered by that. I was triggered by the fact that that stereotype was being played out like this. Um, to where it just really bothered me. I was like, wow. Like, I quit I quit following them right away. Because I was like, you haven't even, like, how dare you? You still haven't done anything. You... You may be ashamed and embarrassed, but what makes a leader is a person who stands up in the shit they created and handle it. And didn't they did not do that. That's what bothered me. I hated to see that our community was torn apart. And for a week, that's what we were seeing, especially over the weekend. We were seeing kind of the, you know, the sadness and the broken heart, you know, the broken hearts within our community and, and the disappointment and, and, and the madness. But what it got to a point that it was a little bit too much. 
it, in the sense that yes, be mad, but it got we started seeing people we have never seen before. You know what I mean? Like we were seeing people who were all of a sudden in our community and I'm like, I have never heard of you speaking so much about what's going on. And I was like, you know, you had people writing articles about this who have never even mentioned anything about the FanCon before. You had people, you know, hunting. It was just the way things were going. It was like, okay, y'all, this is getting to a point where I start questioning the authenticity of what people were doing when it came to this. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, are you trying to, you know, be a show star? Are you trying to be the hero? I think I saw a couple of tweets of people like, yeah, I'm seeing people trying to be the heroes of this, and right now we we just need a resolution. We don't need nobody right. trying to we be the heroes or something. Have a resolution. Yeah, we're just trying to have a resolution. We don't need nobody trying to champion for anybody right now. But it got to a point where I felt that a lot of things were becoming too petty, and it was just got mucked and just a lot of stuff. And I, I admit, I had to mute. Because I was like, it's enough. Because I... I've been a blurred for centuries <laughs> and to see us being torn up, but seeing people contribute to us continue to be torn up was enough. I was like, and that's why I even tweeted like either you, you know, I was tweeting things like either y'all try to help the, the solutions or just stop because some of you are not. And some people I did call out, I don't say names, but I did call out about how they were saying things or tweeting things out there. Um, luckily, some people were called out by other people about some of the things they were doing, too, because it felt like I was like, instead of you staring the pot, just don't, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. You can just be like, okay, all right. And I, you know, I agree. Everybody was mad, but it was interesting to see people who were mad, who it really didn't directly affect. <laughs> I was like, how? I was like, okay, I'm, I'm upset, but I, again, there was people I just never heard of all of a sudden they... They came up out of, they were almost like how Killmonger was, just come up into the throne room. You're just like, who, who are you? What are you? And I was like, okay, that's a lot. But, you know, I understand that it was a very touchy thing. But what I will say is, you know, when we are at, uh, when we at turmoil like that, I, my personal opinion is, I think we always have to, you know, take, take the Michelle Obama approach to some degree. We do kind of, we just go high with it. We don't need to just kind of keep mucking it and mucking it and mucking it. At one point, you have to ask yourself, why am I still waddling in it when I can literally get up and walk, I guess, walk out of it and do something different? I just wanted us to kind of like, we're hurting. So what do we do now to heal? And luckily, there was a group of people who decided to like, we're going to fix this and make it work. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um... A couple of them were actually affiliates of FanCon. So the Blurred Girl, uh, Keith Chow of the Nerds of Color. I think it was also Black Heroes Matter, along with some other people, created within a week, uh, Y Comic Con. Mm -hmm. So Y Comic Con was basically the alternative to Universal FanCon. And it was going to it happen this past weekend. Uh, not in the convention center, but off uh, White Comic Con Street. Um, so it was, granted, they had a week to put this on. So already you're not going to be expecting some lavish-ass con. But what they pulled off was really good. It was in, um, I believe it was some kind of abandoned uh, building. Mm-hmm. But they already had a lot of vendors who couldn't get refunds or whose shit was already there in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So they was like, so I'm out if I don't do anything. So mm-hmm. lo and behold, this con comes up. Um, April Rain was there. The showrunner of, uh, oh my God, what is it? Luke Cage, J.O. Hadari Coker was there. Um, who else? The whole cast of Killjoys and the Magicians were there. And they were A1 since day one. That's like, good. they were already, when they were all announced, they were like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And even when Universal Fan Con fell through, they were still with it. So, to everybody there, everybody um, with the Killjoys and the Magicians, I want to say thank you because, I mean, y'all could have packed up and left and said, you know, fuck this. <laughs> but they stayed around. I think I, most of them came to karaoke Saturday night. Which was a lot of fun. Uh, who was out there? A uh, professor, shy guy was there. Greg Pack was there. Um, ArcLight Comics was there. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were trying to make it worthwhile, and I am very, I'm pleasantly supply, surprised of what they did in a week. Yeah, and I needed to see that. That's what I needed to see. I need. That's what I'm talking about. I want solutions. I wanted to see more of that. Like I know we're in a bad space, but as blurs, we don't we don't fall down and stay down. We get back up again, and that's what I needed to see. I needed to see. I think we all needed to see that, um, and that's who I look for in leadership. Is those people who decided like you know what we're going to just get this together. And move forward and move on. And that's why I think that we, as a blur, should always do. Yes, have a moment of being petty and dragging and everything else. Have that moment. But then at the end of the day, you'd be like, okay, so what what we got to do? What do we got to do? <laughs> you know, get stuff together. Because at the end of the day, this was about us celebrating who we were as of geeks of color, nerds of color, all that stuff. And I was so excited to see them put this together. And it looked amazing. Y'all, I, I was sitting up there mad on the train because I was on the subway and I was like looking at pictures, looking at mostly through Nick's pictures and then looking at everybody else's. And I'm like, you know what? Basically, I was that meme of Tamar or that gif of Tamar looking at her phone with her face tuned up. Because I was like, okay. Because I was in New York and my goal was to be there. Um, but somebody slipped up and opened their mouth and ended up doing more work than what they were supposed to. So anyway, the point is, I didn't get to see it, but I was, you know, I, I was watching through New York and I was happy that people still got their joy. What I was unhappy that a lot of other people who really were supposed to be there didn't. And I really hated that, but I, I was just happy to see that something came out of this mess. Yeah. I met a lot of uh, friends of the show, um, I met April, like I said, I met April Rain, I met uh, Jermaine, I met Tito, I met, uh, oh gosh, so many other people. Cartesia can't. Yeah, uh, Cartesia. I met some new people, got them uh, introduced to the show. I met uh, Jared King, and he was promoting his book. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just, I think after the whole week, even if they didn't have any vendors there and it was just a get together, people would have came because they yeah. needed to be around people that looked like them. Yeah. 
And that's and why so I'm that's glad why for that. Yeah, I was very happy for that, and I hope, I hope they would make, not make it just strictly in um, Baltimore. I would like for them to tour it around, like go East Coast, go West Coast, go, because I feel like the the overall plan can be done anywhere, and we will show up. Uh-huh. So like yes, do that, and I hope, um, I think Keith and some of the others take a moment at Comic Con because I know Keith Chow normally goes to Comic Con, and yeah. he's from um, um Nerds of Color. Um, I would love for them, and I'll you know if I see him, I will bring this up to him personally. That while we at Comic Con, use that opportunity to really talk about that, and I and hope if. If there's a way to get a panel about it, that would be great because that might be something that we do need to discuss as a community, but also an opportunity to look at how we make this work all over. Because this could be a traveling con. This can be somewhere um, like Gym Con. <laughs> there is a Gym Con. Yeah. Because Gym Con travels and it works. It's been doing, they've been doing this for over 10 years and it works. So I feel like that, yeah, if y'all can do that. Um, travel around, work with some other people, work with some of the local people in the area. Like, I would love for them to come to the West Coast because I will work with them um, using my experience of working with a con. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see that. And, you know, again, to those, the issue with Universal Fan Con will always bother me because that was really, we were sold on a dream. And the people who were involved with that, I hope they really think about what has happened. Um, I'm not going to point complete fingers at everybody, but I hope this is a learning lesson for all of them. Um, and I hope they really realize what they did to our universe. I like to say the, the, the people of color, the, the geeks of color universe, what they did, especially the blurred universe, what they did. Like, think about that because it's so interesting to see like how overnight your name can be tarnished. Uh-huh. overnight and it made me realize what we're doing as as Megasheen that we have we are not about trying to be superstars we ain't trying to be Alexis and um, um, Dominique I mean well, our personas can be that but we ain't trying to be uh, we ain't trying to take over the world in a way that it's like alienating other people we want to do something that is for y'all we ain't trying to be the queens of the world. We're not going to betray each other or others just to do that. I'm not going to misuse being black and, and gay to only benefit myself. I feel like we do this to benefit all of us, um, especially those of us who are geeks and who are queer and who are of color. And we, I just feel like that's something I can't... I sat down and thought about, like, can I get caught up? It's it's like a madness. It's like a Thanos. You get caught up in all that power. But I would not allow myself. I'm too old for that. I'm not going to allow myself to get so caught up in him that I'm I'm screwing other other over I'm screwing other, over other people and I'm ruining their experience cuz think about it. We are always looking for a place to where we can feel free and feel welcome in ourselves. The minute you screw that up, you are really effing with people's emotions. And so that's why I just feel like what they did is heinous. Will I, you know, will I be interested in hearing what they have to say? In time. But right now, I want them to reflect. And I also want us to reflect. I want us to kind of, you know, kind of take a moment to think about who we are and how we handle 
a lot of this because we saw the best and worst of us over this time. I really want some of us to kind of take a moment and be like, okay, all right, I kind of went out there. I'm going to come back in. Because we also want to send our best foot forward and also professional too. So, you know, just think about that. Not saying again, as I said before, be angry, be mad, especially if it did, if this truly directly affected you, and it did. A lot of our friends were affected by this, but always look at the silver lining of like, well, this is your time to shine, because there's too many of us who are talented, too many of y'all who are part of BGN who are talented, plenty of y'all who know people are just too talented to let this keep you down. Y'all need to, y'all will rise again, and y'all will have great success so i i'm not worried for y'all for the for the women of you know who have worked with bgn i know y'all will be successful in what you do everything you just said plus more i mean it's just take some time learn from it Mm -hmm. and you know tomorrow it's gonna come and I, I hope I said this uh, this afternoon on Twitter. Twitter, if we get start acting like our shit don't stink, just mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah, call us out. Call me out. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't care. You can call me out. <laughs> I welcome it. Yes, I just gank my ass and say, uh, Nick, you're doing way too motherfucking much. I'm yes. Yeah, y'all do that. You know, tell me that, okay, Victor, your um, light-skinned phoenix is coming out. And uh. so <laughs> so you need to get that back together. And that's totally fine because, you know, we do get off. We get we get ahead of ourselves. We A lot of people get full of themselves. You know, you get all that praise. Twitter is a beast because it will get you all hyped. And then you realize, like, okay, I've done too much. Let me sit my ass down. So please do that. And please call us out. If I call you out and you feel like you have a point please do i'm willing to listen i'm a, i'm stubborn you need to know that y'all but i'm just saying that i will still hear you out i'm not too stubborn where i'm just gonna sit there and just with my arms crossed i'm going to hear you out because i ain't right at all at all the time so again we're glad that something came out of the ashes of this foolishness and hopefully this will never happen again i'm very curious to see how comic-con goes because that's going to be, I know it's going to be a topic. Because there's always a black panel. Uh-huh. I'm I, interested to see with uh, New York Fan Con, how that goes. And Dragon Con. Lord have mercy. But you know, that's me being a little bit petty. And, and that's fine. Because that's a part of me that wants to know how this is going to be talked about. Um, I'm trying to limit my petty some of these, these days. Uh, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm open to hear what's going to be said. And again, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen in next year or so. Um, but again, to those who were directly affected by this, especially the the women that we've we've come to know and love from BGN, we know you're going to be all right, and we support you. For those, and also the fans that yeah. were sold this dream, and it turned into a nightmare. Yeah. And... Also, I want to take a moment to look at the bright side because this, this not to say that people benefited from this, but, you know, it was nice to see that Nick wrote a great um, response to 
to what happened on Twitter. And I feel that that response really touched some people because we gained over 70 brand new followers. And we greatly appreciate that. And I'm glad that Nick, because I was thinking of like, let's just wait till all this cool down. Then we say something. But Nick took the initiative to like, we're going to say something right now. (laughs) And luckily that right there, I think that touched people. I think that really resonated with people and people... We gain people who are coming along for the ride. Now, y'all need to know that we will be talking about a lot of different things. And we may be petty. We'll be shady. We'll talk about sex and dick and drag and everything. Just be aware of that. But we're very happy that y'all joined on this ride. And again, um, we're just happy that at the end of the day, um, people realize that we wasn't about the bullshit. We are really about y'all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so what else? <laughs> we can talk about it. I feel like there's other things. I mean, we have our main thing we're going to talk about a little bit later. But was there anything else that was going down? Besides? I think that's enough. Um, <laughs> oh, did I tell you uh, when we were, when I, I was in Baltimore, that uh, Tadra called past us when we were at Mitch Road? I saw that. Did he have, no, well, you know what? He doesn't have contacts. I watched a video uh. that he explained that those are not his contacts. Uh, and I was like, okay. I. Quickly on him, I'm, I feel like I don't, I pass judgment on him, but I think I need to talk to him. Like, I need to understand where he coming, where he's coming from. I ain't got the time. <laughs> because I feel like there is a lot of misunderstanding, and I feel like I need to know where it's coming from. Because I don't want to put down any gay brother who's trying to make a dollar and also who's trying to be successful he is very talented and i'm not going to ever take that away from him but i do think he's a little bit problematic he has admitted that he is problematic i want him to know more of his worth to where he no longer has to stand behind a white woman he will have a white woman standing behind him that's all i didn't recognize him until uh ken said something i was like oh okay you said oh okay and then, like, we had passed uh, Carson Kressley at the airport. Look I was like, oh. How y'all you seeing know? people? Girl, there ain't no... <laughs> I mean, we see Carson <laughs> down here. Like, we'll probably see him next week. Well, this weekend. Oh. Since it is Derby. <laughs> That's like, right. Derby's coming up. Derby is coming up. I miss Derby. Um, well, I will say this. When I was in New York, I got to see two shows. Um, I got to see SpongeBob. Um, which has apparently has mostly all Tony nominations. Right, of all things. But it was really good, though. I was sitting there like, oh, because at first, you know, it was a free ticket for me. So I'm like, I'm, I'm on, I guess. I was like, what else I got to do today? So we went, we saw, and I was like, oh, this was actually really good. But what really took my breath away was the Donna Summer um, Broadway play. That... And the and the women who were the singers, they played different versions of Donna throughout her life. They were nominated uh, for uh, for Tonys too, and I'm telling you, that is a show for us. That is a, that they are singing. There is outfits. There are high kicks. It is it's a it's a wonderful show, and I'm mad at and buy a t-shirt now. I was trying to be cheap. T-shirts were thirty dollars, and I was like, bitch. <laughs> did they do? Did they do the? Uh... The 20-minute version of MacArthur Park? No. <laughs> that is like a whole ass 
That's a whole ass A side. No, you know I enjoyed the I enjoyed the musical. I wish there was more because they didn't really do a lot on her end days. Because you know in her end days she had a comeback. You know around nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. You know and right. all that stuff. And they really didn't get into that. And I they did touch on when she did mention when she made that mistake of talking about religion and. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. She, they did talk, they did touch on that, and I did not even know that. I knew that about her years ago, but I was like, okay. But she, she apologized for that, and I forgave her for that. But they did touch on that a little bit. But it would have been nice to see more of her final years. But it was a beautiful set, beautiful gowns, beautiful outfits. These girls were singing and dancing like they were Beyonce, without losing a breath. It was Donald Summer has an interesting story, and they need to make that a movie. With Kelly Rowland. So, that needs to be a movie. Oh, there was, um, so by our hotel, mm-hmm. so there was a little cafe. Yeah. That we were like, ooh, we're gonna, we're gonna do breakfast there. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I don't know where we were going, but all this cameras, all this lighting was happening. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? So we get into the hotel. They were like, oh, yeah, they're filming, like, a scene from uh, House of Cards right next to uh, in the, ho- the uh, cafe. What? I'm like, okay, cool. So this was Friday. The cafe was closed the whole day. <laughs> then we see on the sign, Saturday and Sunday, the cafe closed. <laughs> I was so bitter. I was like, ugh. I wanted some, because, you know, I'm all about breakfast food. Mm-hmm. I can have that uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> but I'm like, damn. But apparently, yeah, the, the Big Wigs was up there doing some kind of scene from House of Cards. And I, we passed through, and they had, like, the whole thing blocked off mm-hmm. the, uh, inside the cafe. But them lights, baby, them lights was burning. Yeah. I walked past them. My face fell off. Yeah, trust that is that's how it is here all the time in my neighborhood where they film. mm, There's a house they film certain movies at and (laughs) around around like midnight to like five in the morning. They are out there and we get like they always put the little warnings like we're going to be filming psychic cat over here. We're going to be doing there's some show about a cat and it's like I'm not I'm not joking. And he will put these signs there, but you have to be careful because when I turn the corner to go home, those lights are the first thing that hits in your face, and you're just like, okay, y'all, all right, I, all right, that's enough. So yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with those lights. <laughs> Them lights were bright, and when we were going back, me and Cam were going back to the hotel, so we were like, oh, because my GPS was fucking up. And we pass, we get on this one street, and it says, like, the Big Top. And I'm like, what the heck's the Big Top? Mm-hmm. So we walk down a little bit further, a little bit further. It says lingerie, toys, mm-hmm. this, that. I was like, oh, it's that kind of Big Top. Yeah. You go a little bit further, there's, like, maybe six or seven strip clubs. <laughs> Dudes was like, hey, we got we got women in here. We got bitches up in here. What? They want to see you. And I'm like, no. Nah, we good. We good, but, uh, baby, we don't want to see it. <laughs> well, yeah, we tried to, they tried to get us in the strip club, girl. I love when, you know, you walk by, like, stuff, and they, it's like, you got, we got women and everything else. I said, you got some dick? Like, I'll, I've done that plenty of times. They'll be like, we got hot women here, especially in Vegas, because, you know, they're always trying to get you to go to those clubs. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, we did, I did that in Vegas. She was like, oh, yeah, we got some of that, too. I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoop, that would like I would be like, oh, oh, oh okay. Well, oh, she got me. Oh, you got me. All right, well, let's take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the main thing that happened this weekend on the movie screens. I can't even say it. <laughs> so we'll talk about Thanos and them when we come back. I think we will. Yeah, we'll talk about that also now. <laughs> All right, we are back and we are here for the King Size Edition, which is called The Review of Infinity War. Yes, Marvel's big ass film came out two hours and 40 minutes, I think. Came out this weekend um, or Thursday for most people or beforehand. Um, and so, um, we saw it and we're going to talk about it. We're going to kind of get into some interesting pieces of it because it was a big ass movie, uh, and a lot went down. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of give our first thoughts, some pros and cons, what we wanted more of, what we wanted less and just overall opinion. So Nick, I'm going to, I want to, I want to know what was your first thoughts? Um, they did that. Yeah. Um, it was very, very epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like the whole thing felt like a a saga. saga, saga. Yeah. Some of those uh, cartoons can have like three, four, five episodes. Mm-hmm. It felt like a whole saga to me. Yeah. Um, I was thoroughly enjoyed uh, the when we saw it all in Baltimore. The theater was live. I bet it was. Oh my god, it was so many black folks. I was like, yes. Now don't be talking too damn much, y'all. <laughs> but it was very, it was very good. I was thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. How about you? I, you know, we saw it. Um, we saw it at, at. We saw it late, so we saw it at twelve fifteen. Um, me and a couple of work colleagues, we saw it late, and we were in Jersey City. So if you don't know about Jersey City, Jersey City is is a is black, and so it is black and Latino, and so it was lit, and people were talking a lot. Um, but it was it was fun. It was a pretty, the movie was very pretty, visually stunning, and yeah, I agree with you. It was a saga. Because you, when you stop and think about what we have watched all the way up to now, from the from the beginning of the Marvel universe to now, it all just kind of it hits you like this is this is what we were coming to, this is where we are, and it was beautiful. I love the fact that they split characters off because it was so many characters they had to split them off, and they split them off in ways that the pairing worked. You know, like, it was like, okay, I get this. You had Thor and the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. They've always been, like, the space, kind of the technocolor space craziness. And then you had, you know, Tony and 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 Peter and that part of the world. And then Doctor Strange, who were kind of the, we on the streets of New York. And then you had Cap, or Nomad, because he's kind of going by Nomad. And the others who, you know, espionage and secrecy. Like, you know, you got them running around. And you have kind of the broken Avengers who's just like, you know, we're just trying to be somewhere. And I love how they did that. 
overall, I was just like, yeah, this is, well, not overall, but at first glance, I was like, this is how I wanted the story to be told. Uh-huh. So let's talk about the Black Order. Yes. So prior to this coming out, I had no idea who the Black Order were. Mm-hmm. And once I read up on them, I was like, oh, okay, so these people are not nothing to fuck with. No. And when we got to the movie, um, I was going to say it. I was a little bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because I would have thought that they could have handled the Avengers by themselves. Mm-hmm. Thanos really didn't need to come in at all, except for maybe a couple of scenes. Yeah. And that's what I initially thought, because uh, Marvel is good with the okie dokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted the Black Order to handle the Avengers, especially... Um, What's her name? Oh, the female. Oh, Proxima Midnight. I don't know what world that they live on, but she could have handled both Natasha and uh, Okoye. And she was. I was super like, she was no joke, but I love her, the calmness of her voice. You yeah, she's that? like, look, I ain't got time to deal with the bullshit. She, yeah, she's like, I'm going to do I'm this. here to do a fucking job. You mm-hmm. are in the way of said fucking job. And I will kill and you. In that instance, <laughs> I will have to kill you yeah. to do my fucking job. I enjoyed her. Like I was like, I love you, Miss Proxima. I love the fact that you knew what you came to do, what you had, and how you needed to do it. But I love that. Uh, I can't think of his name, but that, that, that turtle face one. Ebony Ma? I think that was it. Yeah, the one who was just like, just throwing around people, telekinesis flying with the, you know, I'm like, this uh-huh. queen. Yeah, I, the one that had uh, Dr. Strange all hemmed up. Yeah, I said, that queen is nobody's. Now, I, to me, I was like, he's gay. Like, to me, he came off as gay to me, and that's why I kept going. I was like, just look at this queen. Because he was doing what we would do if <laughs> up or yes, showing up. No joke. He was no joke. And you know, using everything he could, and then being all being being petty about it, things he would say. I'm like, sir, <laughs> I was like, you are petty, and I see what he says. Yes, we are. I'm here to serve my lord and master, and uh, and you should too. Basically, that's what he was kept. He was like this in his little overcoat. <laughs> right, his little trench coat. I know. It was a cop out how he died, though. I was very. I was like, oh, that's it. That's how he does. Mm-hmm. Um, weren't there? T- there were two mother, two others. The uh, the big brute. Yeah. I don't. I forgot what his name yeah, was. Yeah, they were just kind of the fighters. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. Really, you know, I I understood that purpose. You needed two fighters. You needed. You needed the one. You think about it with any type of villain group like that. Like you, you think about the original Superman too. You had, you know, the brute, and then you had the general, and then you had, um, what's her name, who was just a diva, too. And so you you have to have that combination. Those two were like the fighters, and they were no joke either. They were giving everybody, you know, a fight for their lives. But you're right. I don't think they, he really didn't need them, especially when he, when Thanos, the way he handled Thor, I mean, not Thor, the way he handled the Hulk. Bitch, 
He laid hands on Hulk one time, and the Hulk said, I don't want no more smoke. <laughs> that Hulk said, no, I <laughs> I put in my PTO now. He knocked out his pride. Hulk could not change for nothing. He said, no, I'm good. I am too good. That was just... Mm. I was like, okay, Thanos. But I like the way the movie did that because it already told us this is who we are messing with. This is who we are messing with without the gauntlet. Right. So let's talk, let's go ahead and since we're heading in that direction, let's talk about Thanos. So in terms of all Marvel villains that have come across, where does Thanos rank to you? He, he, he goes. He flip flops with one and two. This is why, because Killmonger to me was a good villain. You understood why he was doing what he was doing. I think about the other villains we've had. Like, eh, you just like okay. Like Loki was doing stuff because it was Loki just wanted to be. He basically wanted to be the star. That's what it came down to. You think about some of the other villains that have been in other movies. Um, you know, I don't know because in Civil War, though, that was a good villain. I forgot his name. Robert Reffer played him. He was basically, you know, it was it was Hydra that was kind of the villain. But what I really like about Thanos was the fact that he's like, I'm looking at this from a standpoint of I want to make the world better and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And you can do, you can follow me or not. I like that he was, there was some compelling pieces to him. Like you saw that he wasn't like a villain villain. Like, you know, the love he had for Gamora, which I struggle with is because I felt like we didn't really know that relationship. It just kind of popped up on us. Um, but at the same time, I, you still felt like he cared about her and she cared about him still. The fact that, you know, he kept her when he second, when everybody else was killed. Um, right. Doing night tricks when uh, everybody was just getting shot up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Lord. And I'm so, yeah, I'm like, wow, he is no joke, but I like that we saw a compassionate side to him. Um, I like that he was, he was multi-dimensional. There was a lot to him. But it was interesting because I felt like there was something about him that wasn't completely evil. Because, again, when he had the entire gauntlet, he could have done, done a whole lot worse than what he was doing. He could have. Um, I was talking to this with a group of people. At first, you know, Thanos, his methods were fucked. Mm-hmm. And... And some odd way, he does, he's saying there's too many of y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. And, but the way that he went about it with this uh, random genocide was crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, I was, before I was on the, uh, the bandwagon of saying Thanos had a point, case mm-hmm. closed. But once I, talk, I think about it and whatnot, like what compels a person to have all of this power and then to say, we're doing this random genocide, rich or, rich or broke, you know, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And somebody broke it down to me saying like he should have cared more about why people, why there weren't so many people but why there were so few resources. Mm-hmm. And if he cared about the resources more than the people, then he should have 
did something about that instead of just killing folks randomly. Mm-hmm. Which made sense. But from... If I'm ranking these uh, heroes, I would say it would be him in a tie between Hella and Killmonger. Yeah. Because Hel- yeah, Hella... She wanted revenge, which was rightfully so. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was being used uh, mm-hmm. by this man who called who called himself her father. Yeah. And then when she wasn't useful anymore, he condemned her. Yeah. So her quest for vengeance was right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. all the things that uh, Odin had said to his people was a lie anyway. Yeah. But we've already covered that and a past episode. And I wonder if we will see her meet up with Thanos in the second movie. What I find funny is people didn't know there was a second movie. <laughs> I was like, no, there's a second movie. Where, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's and good. I still don't say, I don't, still don't think she's dead. I don't think she's dead either. I say again, how can you kill a goddess of death? Yeah. And also, at that ending scene in Ragnarok, there wasn't a body. Yep. And if there's no body, then you automatically assume that motherfucker yeah. is still alive. So it's yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with this because there was a lot that was happening there, and somebody asked me, "Do I think Gamora's dead?" I I'm not sure. I'm well, not we sure. We might as well talk about all the deaths since this is already being a spoiler heavy yeah. review. Yeah. We're spoiling everything, everybody. <laughs> At this point, if you haven't, if y'all ain't seen it by now, I mean, I understand, but it's Wednesday. Come on, y'all. Get with it. Y'all <laughs> knew this was coming out. Yeah. So anyway, with the per- first twenty minutes, Loki bites the dust, and uh, what's his name? Uh, him now. Him no. Him no. Yeah, yeah. He already bites it. So he was Loki had that shit coming. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate Loki trying to be, yeah, I, I was like, I appreciate you trying, but you knew you and your little blade, your little box cutter was not going. <laughs> After you saw how the Hulk was handled, what made you think? I was sitting there like, sir, sir, sir. I was like, what did you think that was going to do? I, listen, I don't know what he thought that little... A little switchblade was going to do, but <laughs> Thanos was like, no, you won't. <laughs> Not on my watch. Yeah. And so he got that man up out of here. Yeah. So fast forward to, uh, hell, I guess the end of the end of the movie. Yeah. Where the, the fight is going down uh, outside Wakanda. Yeah. This whole Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch relationship is just creepy as fuck to me. But it's real. See, I've always... I'm, I'm used to it's it. It's still creepy. I yeah, know, how I'm old used is to Wanda? It. Ain't she like 15? No. Okay, okay, so she... They are in their 20s. But, you know, and, and again, you know, with me being the comic career, I'm just used to them being a couple. They've been a couple for forever. So they've always been that way. What... If you if you ever get a chance to check out like the West Coast Avengers, she magically has kids. 
and uh-huh. that's where we get a little freaky with the, where the kids come from and how they even exist and everything else and Vision and then when Vision did get rewired he did not he didn't have any feelings so we'll see I hope we may see that because <laughs> the way the Vision bit it was like damn he didn't even he didn't scrape it with a nail he just took <laughs> hold on he bit it twice yeah like basically she killed him Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. Thanos revived him and then killed him again I said damn yeah how how does how bad does that have to suck but then I was like I was sitting there like yeah Wanda did that and I was like okay you you didn't this is not over because he has that time part say once he had that time stone it was all over yeah and when he the only thing you have to do is hit that good rewind button, and then right before the uh, right before you need to do what you need to do, get that, and then fast forward. Right, and that's what he did. He dropped that reverse card in that Uno game, and just like up. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> we right back where we started. And then he snatched a chunk of his head right off, and I was like, dang. Right. But I appreciate the fight that happened. Now, I was on the edge of my seat because there was a lot going on in the Wakanda fight. And so anything could have happened at any moment. And, you know, two of my bays were out there fighting. You had M'Baku out there. I'm like, Lord, please don't touch him because he's just, you know, he's just happy to be out there fighting. And then you had Cap out there in his dirty outfit. But that's okay because that's okay. I would have watched it. <laughs> uh, out there looking good, fighting. And it was just so much going on. I was at my edge of my seat. But then when that, I don't know what to call it, that their death, I don't know what that was. Their death, that was like a lot. And I think what really had me a little choked up was Spidey. Yes. Uh, every, I think it was, I was in agreement because at first when T'Challa got taken away, because I don't think he he can't be dead. I mean, come on now. He's yes. already got a second movie coming out. Yeah. And Okoye's face, yeah. when he disappeared, she was distraught as fuck. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, I, because she is, she lives and dies by the king. Mm-hmm. So if he's not there, then, you know, my life, my world is empty without you, babe. Yeah. Um, it just happened twice when, for her. So, yeah. So. When Peter. When everybody started getting, you know, uh, taken away, and he was, he said he starts to feeling funny. He was like, I don't want to go. It's like, I'm just trying to make you proud. You know, he just, oh, yeah. That little boy didn't deserve that. No, I was like, oh, no. And Tony was holding, and Tony's look, his face was like, oh, my. I like that because you could tell it, 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 it's all, I love when we see a broken Tony. When, he, when he's over his ego in that moment you saw him just like that took him out because uh-huh. he promised himself that he was because if you go back to Homecoming he talks about how he's like I'm trying to keep you safe in so many ways you know and so you can tell he felt like I failed because this is what happened to you yeah. uh, and so but that, it really wasn't his fault yeah it was fucking Star-Lord's fault yes but you know, like he was that's he's in love with her and that's what tricked him off. But I was sitting there going, You 
you should know better, but he hasn't been a hero long enough to know. You know what I mean? To be like, okay, you're trying to bait me. I need to just... Right. That's what I'm like. Come on now. You knew damn well that was he was trying to bait you. Yeah. Haven't you seen The Walking Dead? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Gamora's death kind of bothered me because it was that moment when it was when he said that that wasn't for that wasn't for him, and I was like, "Oh Lord," because that was you know it was tough for him for Thanos to do, but it was like hard. It was a little hard for me to watch. Cause I'm like, "Wow," because that's his daughter, but his quest for power. For some reason, was... I knew when Red Skull said you have to trade a soul to something. Yeah about somebody you love i was like oh well Gamora, you might want to have your will together honey but it was just the way it was just the way it was that that scene was played out so perfectly and all of a sudden i started thinking about olivia and her father for you know i was thinking about all these oh, situations hell. <laughs> i was like wow lord it was like all this is happening and so yeah but i don't i don't think she we saw the body but is that really it i don't know i don't know so but it had to yeah. be for that I, soul I don't thing. Know. Right? Or could she still be alive? I don't know. We have to see. Um, but now, what did you think of overall of the fight scenes? I love the fight scenes. I love that. I love seeing Wanda fight. I love that she used her powers because um, you know that's their low key version of Jean Grey. So they, you know she's there. <laughs> she is fighting stuff, and I love Vision. I wish we could see more of Vision phasing. That's always been fun for me to see. Um, but I like when they were fighting and when, you know, Cap and Natasha and all them showed up. Because when Cap, I would never forget this, and I even tweeted it. That minute when that when they turned around and that train, you saw him stand there. Uh-huh. And he come out of the shadows. These two days in front of me was like, one of them was like, oh, daddy. Like that, like, and I was like, "Yeah, that is kind of like I would have probably been like a clamped if I was standing like, oh, there you are, like that." He exactly. he, he grabbed that thing and fought, and then you know everybody else came in. Natasha, you know, people hate on her, but I was I was happy to see her, because you know she's I, I enjoy her character. I know people don't I'm not a fan of her. I enjoy Black Widow, the character. I enjoy Re- her. the reason I'm not a fan of. Now, see, I like Black Widow. I don't like Scarlett Johansson because mm-hmm. of that BS that she tried to do after Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole uh, talking and like, she did that. I didn't like that, how she played that up afterwards. Yeah. And so that rubbed me entirely the wrong way. And now I just see her as another stereotypical, I can do this because I can, mm-hmm. white woman. Yeah. And so that just taints all of the her roles for me and she's gonna have to i don't know play <laughs> play somebody that i give a damn about now yeah. and i know they're trying to make like a a black widow movie and it would have made sense to do a black widow movie in the beginning mm-hmm. not 10 years later true but the fact that i have a black woman who may be attached to it i was like okay because i, I forgot the movies that she's done but apparently I mean, I know they're good, so you know I, I'm open to what they're gonna do with this. If if she's the one who will be in charge of it, but you know, I was happy to see them involved. But in discussing what I liked and what what I would like to see more of, I feel like we didn't see enough Cap. I feel like he wasn't really. I wanted to know what else they've been doing since he's been gone. 
or when since they've been gone. Like, you know, why does he look so haggard? Why is he wearing that outfit still? I just felt like, and I forgot that he went to Wakanda. Because I remember because people kept saying another broken white boy to fix. But then there was like, how many white people have been on Wakanda? And someone said four. No, they said three. And I was like, three has only been two. And I had to think back that Cap was actually in Wakanda at the end of Civil War. They took Bucky there. And yeah, I forgot that he was there. I was like, "Oh, that's right, he's been there before," but um, I wanted to know where Cap has been. You know, like I wanted to know what what was his journey. The I think they said they mentioned it was like the past two years or something like that. I can't remember how they what how much time passed, um, but I think they did mention two years. But I wanted to know what was going on with them. I, I wanted more of that, um, and I kind of wanted a little bit more about. I don't know. I feel like I want to know a little bit more about Thanos. Like, I want to know more of his reason why he needed to do this. And I also wanted to know a little bit more from Doctor Strange. I actually got more respect for Doctor Strange after this. I do, too. If you would have told me prior to this movie that Doctor Strange would have been the one, the only one putting in the most work, then I would have called you a liar. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the only one trying to do those gang size from the, uh, the ancient one and trying to make fetch happen. So he was doing a damn thing. He was. Also, War Machine and the Falcon were doing more work than the Hulk. Yeah. Stop. I was like, well, keep hope alive, I guess. Well, you know, they had to. You know, they you know they they built more seasoned and everything. I really enjoyed it. Doctor Strange, though, when he pulled out that Matrix move <laughs> and these like, the multiple versions of himself, and all, I was like, okay. Oh, you know, I was like, Thanos ain't falling for that shit. He ain't Thanos ready for is that. too smart for that. But that's true. And you know who else was too smart for that? Wong, because that, that bitch was like... <laughs> Once said, oh, y'all fighting who? Okay, I... Okay, well, you know what? I got some chicken. Right. In the I oven. get a dinner bell. I gotta go. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, because Wong... Was didn't even do much. He did. Let me do a couple of spells. Like you know what? I'm you know I'm tired. <laughs> the wall said, "Let me do my dips in a spin and then leave the girls." <laughs> he did. I was like, we didn't hear about him. He better show up in two. Or I was like, you can't stay in the house anymore. I'm like, you can't stay. You didn't even do nothing. We got teenage boys out here turning into ashes, and you stood up and <laughs> running <Right>. away. <laughs> but he did. But. You know, I, I had new respect for Tony, too, because Tony was, he was fighting. He was fighting. He was trying. Yeah. And I love the fact that he still had that, that flip phone. I had, I had to go back and remember that flip phone. Was, like, okay. But Steve gave that to him. Cause the Steve, all the technology. But no, that's what Steve gave to him. Remember at the end of Civil War, he's like, if you need me. Oh, he did, but come on now. He couldn't upgrade. Yeah, I guess he wanted to keep that phone because you know, that was his friendship, you know. And, you know, you had a, a hot friend like that. You're going to keep something, an old phone, his underwear. You know, you, you'll keep something. All right, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you keep something of that. But I just, wish, I, I, like I said before, I wish we would have had more cap. Just because I, I want to know more. But, you know, we may get that in the second movie. I just feel like he wasn't really present enough. Um, I like the fact that I want a little bit more sure because I love it sure is shaded the hell out of Bruce. Like, I'm sure you thought, like, I'm sure you tried. When they was like, why couldn't you just do this and everything? So I love that Shuri 
they, they gave us a little bit. This couldn't be a Black Panther movie. I understand that. I totally understand that. But I, I'm, I want a little bit more Shuri. And I'm still like, I know Nakia's out there in the world. Maybe we'll see Nakia in the second movie. Maybe? Shit, I forgot all about her. I'm like, good. The less main black characters that is not in Wakanda, the better. Yeah. Because I, I didn't want to lose all the black folks. And I was worried about Wakanda, but the apartment was like, no, they're not going to destroy Wakanda. I like that they they kept them at a distance. So Wakanda wasn't even destroyed. Like, some of the woods were. Mm-hmm. And they should have brought out those rhinos. <laughs> Just brought them they out. They should have. Like, what the fuck? Just run over those damn roaches or whatever those things were. What were they? They were like some kind of demonic ass. I think it was the same things that there was in the first movie. Because that was all Maybe. Thanos' and stuff. In no, the first, no, girl, don't give me the lie. In, in Avengers, so. Um, but yeah, I like I like all that. I'm trying to think. I, I still love to see Wanda powers. I want more of that. But I would love them to start explaining it. And maybe we'll go... Because everybody knows from the comics, Wanda has... Um, Hexa, they have a name to it. She's a mutant. But her powers are unpredictable. She has the ability to alter probability. Reality. Yeah, probability. Uh, also, her power is... Um, wrapped up in um, chaos magic um, so I would love to see a little bit and who knows after this we she may be or we may discover more about her I was hoping us to get a little bit of that when she's fighting Thanos I was a part of me was like hoping like we're gonna see something shift and change in her um, but we didn't get that but I was like like oh cause she become cause she's been dark a few times in the comics um, so I would have liked to have seen some shift in her, but that part where he went, he walked by her and touched her. I was like, is he going to make her one of his minions? Cause I thought he was going to make her into one of his people, but that didn't happen. Well, now yet. that his, uh, his children are dead, he might as well have another, uh, set of kids. And who knows? Maybe the people who disappear, he may shape some of them to be his, Ooh, that would be cool if he shaped some of them to be like. His new Black Order, like Black Panther and all that. What if T'Challa is in there and Shuri has to put on the, uh... Ooh. I just thought of that about that. She has to be the Black Panther for the moment. Look at you writing the script. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Because, yeah, he could be, like, you know, like one of his horsemen or who they are. Who got, uh, who was disappeared, uh... Got, I don't know, so it taken was, away. It was, it was T'Challa, Peter, it was um, Groot, um, Homegirl from Guardians. Yeah, Man- Mantis was. Mantis. Uh, and the, uh, what's the other Drax. Batista's character. Yeah, Drax. Drax. Um, didn't Bucky go? Bucky go too, yeah. So. It's not out of the possibility that Thanos can somehow warp their thinking mm. into serving him, and then the Avengers, the remaining Avengers, have to fight the them. Yeah. So yeah, it could be, and that might be fun to watch too, just to see like this is the dark versions of them or his new versions or you know coming out there fighting, because that could be his new his his Avengers. Exactly. Now, where do you think these people are? Because I don't think they're dead. I think they're going to be in that space. 
I can't remember what that area was called in the comic where they fought him again and all that stuff went down because when he hit Cap, I thought that was it. Because in the comic, that's what he did. He hit Cap just like that and broke his neck. And that's all of a sudden like, <gasps> right. Like, no, but that didn't happen. <laughs> but I think it will take place in that space. Oh, go ahead. No, I think it may take place in that space or maybe some. Some, I don't know, some spot in, in who knows where. Actually, you know where he has his throne or wherever he will, like in the past movies when he's always sitting somewhere or like looking from a distance or wherever he was. Or it kind of went there with, in the first Thor, when Loki went somewhere and that's because he was working with him. So I think it may be in that space. I think they're in the Soul Stone. Hmm. And like kind of like the Mkron crystal type thing. Oh yeah. So they're not exactly dead, just transplanted there. And there's this whole I don't know Teletubby looking ass place <laughs> that Thanos is at. Yeah. And he's like, oh, now that you're here, we could start a whole new world. I don't know world or whatever. And and this is where they can and this whole new universe is gonna have I feel like this is how we're gonna get everything to start making sense for the rest of the mutant world. Oh well the mutant world. Well, you know what I mean. The rest of the world where you start having in the the mutants brought in and everything else. Mm-hmm. Because now I, feel, I read that they weren't planning on bringing them in until at least phase five. Hmm. Now I don't know if that how true that is. Yeah. But uh they're also still making they're planning movies, twenty twenty five, and I think Phase Four is already set. Yeah, because we have Captain Marvel, which that was a nice ending. And I knew that was coming. Yeah, it was either going to be some kind of ode to her, because you can't have when she's supposed to come out next year. Yeah, you can't have what took place in the movie, and then not any relation to one of the most powerful characters. Yeah. And I think it was a uh, interview I read uh, with the Russo brothers that she is going to be the most powerful character that they've ever put on screen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's bring it. Let's bring it and also bring in Monica too while y'all doing it. So, you know, make sure that, exactly. that we have all these people because I, but I wonder where she is. Like, I'm so curious about like where she's at because the movie is set in the 90s. So I wonder where she is and what happened or I want to know because who knows um, how they're gonna br- introduce her. I just feel like that I'm I'm ready to see what she's going to do. Um, and I she- say that she's on some. Now this is, we're getting into um, predictions and whatnot for the next I don't know movies or whatever, but she's if it's placed in the '90s, but then somehow. She is called upon by this beeper. I would say that she's on another universe. True. And that universe also has mutants. Yeah. Now, she might already have her powers taken from Rogue. Maybe. I don't know. But... She's, she's somewhere that also has the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. 
something to something to where it's gonna all blend in in some form or fashion. So I'm I, I, I don't know what to think. I just know that she's coming. Um and you know, I like the fact that I'm I'm gonna quit trying to guess what the second movie's gonna be. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit back and just wait till it comes out. Um and I like when you think about it, the Black Order, just jumping back on them, was basically four versions of Stephen Wolf. But better. But better. <laughs> A lot better. Um, and I felt like it, it, overall, this movie was just everything I needed it to be. Um, for those who kept saying they didn't introduce anybody, that that is your fault for not watching the movies. I didn't need an introduction. I knew what I was walking into. Um, you had 10 years to catch up to watch <laughs> all these movies. Um, and so I like that they gave us what they gave us. And it's not complete. And I like that we felt like, okay, there's more to come. You know, it was like, we know there's more to come. It was like Empire Strikes Back. It was like, or it was like the the second Star Trek movie. It was like, we know there's more to come. And so this was a great experience. I still want more Cap. I still want more Wanda. But I also want to know more about Thanos and what his real plans are. And I hope we get to see death. Yeah. I, so, what, I know we get Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp this year. Mm -hmm. Next year, they're already, part two of Infinity War is coming out in mm -hmm. May. So they shot these movies back to back. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Infinity War part two is going to be before the next Spider-Man. So mm -hmm. we'll have some kind of resolution. Mm-hmm. It's just, I am 100% faithful in their execution, their storytelling, and how everything makes sense. Yes. And also, I want to know how the Netflix series plays into this, and also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You see, that's why I want people to pay attention. I'm glad you mentioned that, because they've already, they're in space right now. And uh -huh. I think we need to go back. I might need to go back and watch this current season, but even beforehand, they've dealt with the Kree. Now, the, now Captain Marvel has Kree in her, so that's why she's powerful. But they dealt with the Kree in the first season, the first season or second season of, of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I will recommend if y'all go back and look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they've been given some clues in those series. So I want to look at the, the latest one because they're in space right now. So that may give us some idea of what's really going on with the, the outer space world when it comes to that. There's always a saying that the best place to hide stuff is in plain view. That's true. And well, hell, Dr. Strange proved that when that, when, when that uh, uh, time stone showed. I was like, that bitch had it right there. <laughs> it was like, click, here it is. Right there with him. And, yeah, Doctor Strange, oddly enough, was the MPV. Yeah. MVP for me. Yeah, he was. He was. Even though, you know, I'm still meh on everything. Yeah. He can, he can, yeah, he, I liked him in this a lot. I'm glad they gave him, this was his time for him to breathe and be, this is who I am as a hero. Oh, yeah how I play a role in all this. So that was good to see. And I'm, 
I like how he gave it to Tony. Yeah. He did. And that's what Tony needed. <laughs> was to have that reality given to him. Exactly. Well, whew. <laughs> so, if you didn't see it now, then, and you're still listening to us, mm-hmm. we just spoiled the whole damn movie for you, so, oops. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything more to say about it? No, you know, like I said, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I was happy um, that I saw what I saw. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see it again, um, maybe this weekend. I was going to see it again in New York, but I was, but it was sold out in New York. No joke. Sold out in New York. And there's multiple theaters in New York, but I still feel like walking around <laughs> trying to get to them. But it was just more of the places I wanted to go to see it um, sold out. Grumpy didn't even have a sign scene in ours. I was, I was like, what? No, you know, I can't do that. You know how sedity I am. I have to have a sign scene or I just can't do it. But Child, I was like, look, not me. I have my assigned seat there. But luckily, we all sat on, like, we took, like, of an entire row. Because <laughs> we out here. Yeah. So that does bring it into our show. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Megasheen. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Figures at Wonder Man 5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Rate and like us five stars. It does help us get visibility. Go to our website at megashinepod.com. You can like us on Facebook at megashinepod, on IG, on Instagram, on the Megashine. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, anything that we want you want to ask us on a show, email us at megashine6 at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? No, you know, again, as we talked about earlier in the show, we are, we are a resilient group of people. And we are very excited to see what comes after the foolishness. And so I'm glad that we're, we're in it together and we're moving on and moving forward. And, you know, again, thank y'all for sticking with all of us through all this, man. <laughs> exactly. And with that said, y'all...